ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of That's Entertaining. This week, we'll be discussing Suicide Squad, the latest entry into the DCEU. I don't know why they call it the DCEU. I have to look that up and see what the EU actually means. Extended? I always call it Extended Universe. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, I don't know. We'll have to see what they what they define it as. I could use the internet to do that, but you know what? I'm not gonna, because we're talking about it. We're just gonna talk about it. Let's do it. Suicide Squad, ladies and gentlemen, we're just gonna forego the what we've been entertained by and things like that, because we both watched last night Suicide Squad. So, Alex... What was your experience like? What did you think of the movie? How was the theater for this premiere for a comic book movie? What uh, what was happening for you? Okay, so I saw it at Car Mike, which is, for those of uh, the listeners that don't know, is like the premier theater in Peoria, okay? Um, walking in, I didn't immediately feel like it was a release night of any major movie. I mean, Star Wars, obviously. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I could feel it yeah. Yeah, months away. But even the people inside, I mean, I didn't, I, I saw maybe one person in a Harley Quinn costume. Um, it, just the the amount of people that were in there didn't scream, this is, I'm excited about this movie. You know, the town's excited about this movie. Um, however, the theater was almost completely full. And just like Batman versus Superman, we had to get seats that were kind of off to the side, you know, so we kind of tilted a little bit. So it wasn't the best uh, view. And this was 2D, right? Yeah, we okay. saw it in standard. Yep, 2D. Um, and, you know, the crowd, I mean, we had some laughs, but no clapping, no cheering. So, I don't know. It just, I think it just missed, it's it's not the same type of hype. You know what I mean? It's just a different type of, like, fans go out to see. I, I don't know what they were expecting to see, or, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I was confused. By the, by the theatrical experience of it. Was there a lot of people? There were. It was almost full. The theater was almost completely full. And like I said, like, you know, a couple lines, we got some laughs, but I didn't feel any excitement. Mm-hmm. It felt like everybody was just sitting there just watching it. Yeah. I don't know. What, what about, what, what was your theater experience like? So I went to a new theater. The first time I've ever been to this theater. Okay. It was, it's in Morton. Mm-hmm. Um, it was... A, a very cheap ticket, which I'm super excited about mm-hmm. because cheap tickets are great. Yeah. Uh, $5.50. I mean, the movie looks the same to you that it does to us, right? Well. Mm, You're watching the same movie. Watching the same movie, but the projector's <laughs> not as good, obviously. But sure. the sound was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as the experience goes, it was... I, I, I don't know what a normal theater you know, crowd looks like for this. Sure. On a Thursday night in Morton. Right, you and know, you went to 6.30 showing, right? 6.30, so which was the early in first the one. Yeah, first showing. And I know that there were people in there, obviously. There were people in there that were, uh, you know, people that sat in front of me. There were people behind me. But I couldn't get a feel about how many people were in there. Maybe 40 at most. Okay. Um, is that like what, how much of a percentage of the theater is that? Probably, you know, 20 or 30% of the theater. Okay, so not even halfway full. Yeah, I mean, it didn't feel like it. Because I said about halfway up. Mm-hmm. And people, and it was hard to get a judge because people enter from the back in this theater and you go forward. So it was just hard to get a judge of how many people were actually in the room without looking behind me and looking, you know, like, oh, hey, oh, how many people are back here? (laughs) You know, but it was an interesting experience for that. The the nice thing was, though, you know, there are people in there there. You could kind of see that there were teenagers 
uh, sure. that sat in front of me, and so they were like really into the movie, and you know things happen, you could kind of see their reactions and stuff. It was mm-hmm. kind of interesting. And then after the movie, they were outside talking about it. You know, they were outside talking about the movie and just kind of standing around. So you had some hard hardcore fans there, maybe, right? Or maybe I mean, people that were yeah, that were at least trying to figure things out. You know, right. what was this and that happening for? Right. And then after the credits, there was a person that stayed as long as I did to to see if there was anything just after no the credits. No way. There was one guy, <laughs> and so I was like, "What do you think?" So we talked about it for a couple minutes. You know, I got his thoughts, and it was overall though the experience was good, mm-hmm. and the the movie, uh, I actually enjoyed it. I went into this knowing that the Rotten score, the Rotten scores, the Rotten Tomato scores. They did get a Rotten score. Yeah. Uh, the Rotten Tomato scores were like twenty seven percent going okay. into this. I went, I went in knowing to have lowered expectations, and I went in knowing that this was not going to be the Dark Knight. This was not going to be, you know, anything like that. And quite honestly, full spoilers going forward from here. Um, I didn't expect to see as much Batman as we did. Like I thought we would get like the one scene with him and Joker. No, we get the scene with him and Joker uh, and Harley. And then we get the scene with him and Deadshot a couple mm-hmm. times, or you know, reverse. Yep. And then another scene with him later on as Bruce Wayne. Yep. So I was surprised there was as much Batman in this movie as there was. Yep. Uh, the crew, I like the crew. Um, <laughs> Slipknot, I knew he was there just to show that those implants will kill you. Yep. He was there only for that purpose. And I could tell it as soon as he got on on the scene. I was like, that dude, he's going to be the one that makes the example. Yep. Uh, and as soon as Boomer is like, hey, I'm running, you run, I'm like, well, he's like m- maybe two minutes left of screen time for this guy. Yeah, I mean, they went through each character, and he was not on there. Mm-hmm. And he was a late recruit. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, he was just there for that one reason, yeah. which is a little disappointing, but, you know, yeah. it is what it is. So for the recruits and for the Suicide Squad team, I mean, I thought that they they had a lot of people to balance. They really did. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had, Har- obviously, Harley and Deadshot were kind of the... The f- key Focal focuses, points, yeah, yep. and the you know Rick Flag, he was in there and um, he's all right. He was okay. I'm not gonna write home about him, right? I, I did like Killer Croc. I mean, obviously, he had a couple of things. It was like, I want BET. Yeah, you know, he, it just he looked good. Mm-hmm. It was as fine. good as he can look as a crocodile. You know, and he's he's uh, had a few lines. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them were a little difficult to understand. Yeah, it was okay but, though. Yeah, um, Boop, Captain Boomerang. Eh. It felt like he was supposed to be the comic relief, but I never really got no. much relief. Harley was more the comic relief. And yeah. Even even Deadshot had a couple lines that... Mm-hmm. Phil Will, Jackson. Yeah. Will Smith's lines cracked me up more than anything that mm-hmm. anybody else said. Yeah. Uh, I figured you liked the Phil Jackson comments. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, it's a whole bunch of uh, theater filled with a whole bunch of comic book. Mm-hmm. So not as many sports fans. I was like the only one laughing when he said that. It was really <laughs> awkward. Uh-huh. It's like, who's Phil Jackson? Yeah, exactly. What's triangle mean? I'm just sitting there. <laughs> so I, I mean, as far as people that got the screen time, I thought that they did a decent job giving everybody their due. You know what I mean? That they they couldn't really focus on one character more than the other because this was already a two hour long movie. Right. And I felt like it was paced well enough. It, I felt like it paced really quick to get to the you know the bad. You know, when Enchantress turns bad and Absolutely. does the whole thing. That felt really quick to that point. It did. And the whole movie itself didn't actually feel like two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so they did a good job on pacing. I was in the movie the whole time. Yeah. I did think, though, that Enchantress being the villain just didn't do much for me. She was one of those classic, I'm going to destroy the world. Yeah. You know, twirling her mustache that she didn't have. Yeah. Um, but it was... 
she was just kind of a weird character. Uh, I know that they were going for that whole kind of old, you know, centuries old kind of vibe with her, but like the weird kind of dancing and stuff that she was doing for this, nothing, none of that wore for mm-hmm. me. I I did like the the counter hat, the counterpoint to her, the other, the June, whatever her name was, the doctor that actually oh, yeah, the was the host. Yeah, or, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I liked her character. She was okay. But the whole Enchantress part just didn't really work well for me. It yeah. felt like too much. It was over-the-top villainry, which is a comic book movie. Remember, this is a comic book movie. This right. is more than any other movie recently, definitely for those who have read comic books. They had some iconic imagery in here with the Joker and with Harley Quinn uh, that was like flashes on the screen, but I was like, man, that, that looks really good. That looks true to this drawing, you know? Yep. So... I do like, you know, aspects of this movie worked really well for me. And as as a whole story, it was fine. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not going to be an impactful story, no. right? This is definitely an ancillary story to the whole Justice League universe, the DCEU. Right. You get the reference to Batman versus Superman at the beginning. You get the the tie-in with Bruce Wayne. I was surprised to see the Flash in this movie. Honestly, I know when he was in there, I was that like, was what? Yeah, that then was, was surprising. Then I was wondering, are we going to see Aquaman? Are we going to see Wonder yeah. Woman? Well, because you know, it's not just Bruce Wayne that tracked everybody down to that mm-hmm. point. So we know how far along we are in the timeline. Mm-hmm. He's at least encountered Flash. Yeah, so I'm I'm glad that the the Flash brought in Captain Boomerang because that is one of his villains. It yep. wouldn't feel right for the for Batman to track him down. I agree. But I do like that they put the Flash in there just for, you know, another quick second to get them to look at the Flash. And, you know, as a whole, this movie really, for as many missteps as it has for being, you know, a comic book movie, it worked for me. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there were things that were kind of, you can dig into these plot holes a lot, yeah, but I had fun watching this movie. Yeah. Um, because you're a fan of this DC universe, just in general. You're a fan. I'm a comic All fan. the way down to the comics. Right. So, But I don't know anything about Suicide Squad, quite honestly. I don't. I didn't know hardly anything. I mean, I know a lot of the characters that mm-hmm. are part of it. But it, it for me, what did it, what made it a really good movie, even though there were a few things I was like, mm, that line was kind of corny and, mm-hmm. you know, mm, that was, you know, over-the-top villainy, things like that. I was able to get past it because I really enjoyed the way that the characters acted mm-hmm. for who they were playing. I enjoyed the, the shots that were shown on screen. Like you said, the imagery was beautiful and the music was great mm-hmm. and at times funny. Mm-hmm. And it was just it was just fun. It mm-hmm. was just a fun movie. This is You could definitely tell. I mean, it wasn't a reflection of, of Deadpool, obviously, but right. it felt like they were kind of going for that Deadpool vibe for some of the things that they were doing, I think. Without reaching all the way to the crudeness right. of Deadpool, mm-hmm. yeah. Which I feel like they could have done very easily with this movie, right? right? It, they came to the precipice a few times and then just kind of backed away. Which I don't think I saw one person under 13 in the theater anyway, so not sure what audience they thought they were missing out. Yeah. You know, or you know, under what, under 17 mm-hmm. is what it is. So they, Well, they, most of my people were like, you know, at 13 to 17 range, I think. Oh, in your theater? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, mine were, um, mine were mostly adults. It was, a, it was very adult-oriented theater, you know, young adults. Um, but I, I don't know. It was just, it was a weird setting, right? Because it, it, for what the movie is and what we know about how well these movies do in today's pop culture, that should have been so hype. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. But it was full. 
and it was a good movie, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. Do you think a lot of people had really high expectations for this movie? I don't think so. And that's why we get some of the, it was okay. I don't know who would have high expectations for this movie. It's not Batman. It's and not it's Superman. It's never been done before. So right. It's... I mean, it, this is a, the first time imagining in the DCEU mm-hmm. for a Suicide Squad movie, an ensemble like this. Yep. I don't know who would have hyped this up in their minds. You know what I mean? Um, maybe people are like, oh, the Joker, and they love the Joker. Maybe those people are the people who love Harley Quinn. I mean, I think you get enough Harley in this movie to, you know... To be satisfied with the portrayal of the character. I agree. Um, with the Joker, this isn't a Joker movie, but people are complaining because there's not enough Joker. For this not to really be a Joker movie... He got quite a bit of He got a lot time. of time. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. And what did you think of his portrayal as the Joker? I don't know. I, I have to see it again sure. to really understand what he was going for. It, it's a it's a different approach for sure. It's, yep. it's not Nicholson by any means. It is yep. not... Mark Hamill's Joker. It is not Heath Ledger's Joker. This is his own interpretation. Which is nice. Which is fine. he's trying to do his own thing yeah. instead of copycatting someone right. else. Because you can't, you know, when, with, with Hamill's, not Hamill, with uh, Ledger's Joker, he was a, a force of nature, really. Mm-hmm. He was um, anarchy, in a way. Right. You know, in this one, he is more of a, Psychotic, psychopathic, yeah, just things, absolutely. psychotic is all. Uh, with with Jack Nicholson, he was kind of crazy, scorned in a way, and mm-hmm. then using that to his advantage. And in with Mark Hamill, he's just kind of crazy. Yeah, but it's an interesting interpretation, and I was fine with what I saw. But again, I would like to see it again just to really understand. Okay, this is the beat he was going for with this and that. I want to see a Batman movie. With with Joker, with Harley Quinn, and Batman, all right? That's the movie that people should get hyped for at this point. I agree. That would be incredible. No one should have been hyped for this movie. Really, seriously, nobody should have been hyped for this movie. It's an untested formula, right? People came out of Batman vs. Superman and like, oh, it was terrible, this and that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't terrible. Batman vs. Superman wasn't a terrible movie. It was fine. This movie is also fine. But it's taking a different approach, a completely different approach at a comic book movie than Batman vs. Superman did. That was more of a grandeur, um, scale, size, epic, right, Mm -hmm. for Batman vs. Superman. This was very small, very contained, and it was character-driven. Yeah. You know? They weren't dealing with, should there be a Superman? You know, there there wasn't a Lex Luthor plot. There wasn't... Right. Martha wasn't in this movie. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Maybe we needed some of Martha in this movie to calm things down. But it was with this movie. They were like the when they introduced the characters, right? Each time they had the the little thing where they're talking about the the we'll call it the the baseball card, right? Of the stats or whatever they do. Yes. Their their quick little synopsis. Mm-hmm. I've never been a fan of that, but it, it in, worked in in movies. I just didn't mind. I I just I'm not a fan of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it works, and it, that is what they would do in a comic book. That's true. That's so true. it is very comic book esque, which yeah. is, I mean, that that that's kind of what they're going for. I mean, even if you can look at the the title and the and the and the cover art mm-hmm. for Suicide Squad, very comic book yeah. oriented. It, they chose a style and went with it, right? Yeah. So for me to see these Rotten Tomato scores of twenty seven percent, yeah, why why? I think it's just a critic backlash. 
I think that the critics are like, okay, the superhero movies have come. They're here. Uh, you know, Marvel, you know, Marvel does make good movies that non-comic book people will enjoy and like, right? Right. This movie was for comic book fans, people who read comics, people who are endearing to the characters that understand, oh, that that is straight out of this issue of Batman or that is straight out of this issue of whatever. Iron Man is not that way. No, not right? at all. It's its own interpretation. That's for a movie-going audience. Right. This is for a comic book audience that likes to go to movies. That is who this movie is for. And so you think the poor scores are coming because they the critics prefer a, a movie that appeals to a universal audience yes. or or maybe it didn't go too it, it's not a deep movie or it's not it's not that dark of a movie and it doesn't need to be dark. Right. Right? But that's just the tone that a lot of these But it is kind of dark. It's dark but in a silly way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, even when he had his, uh, when Deadshot pointed the gun at the guard's face and he's like, you know, I want you to order him to put that gun down. And if he kills me, and go delete my browser history. Right. Like, even at the, you know, gunpoint, it was just silly. Even Harley Quinn putting herself in danger just for silliness. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was crazy, but it was for silliness, to you know, with the punchline. Mm-hmm. It wasn't dark. It wasn't as dark as you'd think it would be from trailers if you're seeing them or mm-hmm. so i don't know maybe that's their problem with it but i didn't mind it so much mm-hmm. i it was a fun movie exactly i sat there and i had fun the whole time you were entertained i was very entertained and for two hours it flew by yeah and i want to see this movie again did molly see it yeah she What'd saw she it with me and she was not thrilled to let me tell you she was not thrilled to, to go to this <laughs> with me but i had already purchased our tickets on fandango so. fandango fandango so that's my way of uh, getting her to come to the movie and kind of guilt tripping her into the fact that the ticket's already been purchased. Mm-hmm. She liked the movie. And, you know, if she didn't like the movie, she would say, it was all right. But she actually said, it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. So that, that, and that's appealing to mass. That's right. right. And I she mean, doesn't know anything about the comics. I mean, no. you you don't honestly know a whole lot about the comics either. You're more of no. the movie. You're more of the moviegoer. Yeah. So... I mean, I want to hear what you really thought of the story and of the way it was, the way that they brought these characters to life on the screen. Because you have no, ex- you, in your perspective, Alex, have no expectation of what to what to want from this movie, except for when you saw Batman. I mean, that's the only thing that you've seen before. And I didn't really mind if I didn't see Batman at all. Right, exactly. He, and literally, that is... a. A cameo appearance when he's in there. Right. This and is I not knew that's what it was going to be. And you know what? I'm surprised that the Joker got as much screen time as he, he did. He got a ton of time. Because I wasn't expecting that much screen time. Mm-hmm. I was expecting more of a cameo appearance or more of a more of like an appetizer for the meal that's going to follow. Which really you did just get an appetizer. I agree. I mean, you have to have Joker with Harley to establish the Harley character. Right. But... I was surprised for a Suicide Squad movie that there was this much Joker. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed Jared Leto's interpretation of the Joker. I liked the way he looked. I liked the interaction between him and Harley every time that they were on screen. I liked that they showed flashbacks to when she was his doctor. Mm-hmm. Did I, you know that? Yes, I did know that. So you knew that she. I was... knew that she was his physician or psychologist Psych- when he was yeah. at Arkham mm-hmm. and fell in love with him and that he turned her crazy somehow. I didn't know how. So that was interesting to see. I didn't quite understand 
the pit of, was it acid that they fell into? So I'm sure that that'll be, you know, more of a Joker origin story if they do that. But that was Ace Chemicals. Right. So that's where Joker would have fallen in to become the Joker. Right. I guess my only confusion point is because I was under the impression that it was a, a vat of acid, why they were sitting in there and their skin was not burning off, but their clothes had shredded off. I didn't notice that their clothes had shredded off. When she fell in, he jumped in after her, and when he was holding her up, you could see, like, his clothes, they had started to shred off because the acid had burned them off, Hmm. but their skin's intact. So that's what I was confused about, the only thing, or why weren't they scarred a little bit? Because that was kind of the premise of Jack Nicholson, Mm -hmm. you know, when he was playing the Joker. Other than that, I thought it was really well done. Um, Deadshot was just cool. You like Deadshot? Deadshot was very cool. So and the comment that I had from a guy last night that I talked to after the, we watched the credits yeah. was he thought that this movie was too much of a Will Smith movie. Did you get that? Because I, I didn't really feel like it was. He, he definitely put his Will Smith swag interpretation on the character. Mm-hmm. Um, Who is the main character in this movie? If I had to pick one, I would say Deadshot. Would you? Yeah. I think he was just kind of the the unquestion the like the unsaid um, just moral leader of the okay. su- if there is moral, it, you know what I mean because he had that he had that connection to his to his daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and other people just were kind of crazy or I mean, uh, El Diablo's has killed his, mm-hmm. so I I would say him. And I think he's listed first on the credits too. Probably just because I of mean his he name. is the biggest star. Except the this the person who plays Amanda Waller or even Ben Affleck could probably be considered as big. Yeah, I'm sure they were trying to keep that under wrap mm-hmm. for a while. And uh, I heard that Tom Hardy was originally supposed to play um, yes Rick Flag. <laughs> I'm kind of glad that didn't happen. Although I think he's a really good actor and uh-huh. he could have done a better job than uh, whoever played this guy. But it just as a moviegoer, I really enjoyed it. Um, again, if, if I could say one thing, it had nothing to do with the Suicide Squad characters. I would have preferred a different type of villain. Maybe not one that was so... Big and supernatural. Supernatural. And just, yeah. It was very overdone supernaturally. And, and I never understand the points when, when they have a supernatural character like this. I never understood... There's, she's standing there the whole movie summoning something or what? She's building just a machine with her mind. It's like the whole movie they're just standing there. She could have just finished it off anytime that she's just standing there the whole... I just don't get it. So I would have preferred a different uh, a different villain because at the very beginning when they introduced the Enchantress, she mm-hmm. introduced the character as saving the best for last mm-hmm. and her appearance was awesome and her initial power was very intriguing. And that was the character that I was most looking forward to seeing because I didn't know that much about her. I just didn't like where they went with her. Mm. They should have just kept it. They should have just kept it just her. Don't do the brother for right now. And I I, I don't know. I don't know. It was too too much for a a moviegoer. But for comic book lovers, I'm sure that was the norm. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it was fine. I mean, with, with an issue of the comic book, you very rarely get amazing caliber writing and stuff in comic books right there's yeah. there's a lot of exceptions to that rule with you know different batman stories and things like that but yeah it felt it felt good 
Yeah. I, it, it, sometimes, though, you just got to pick a lane. You know what I mean? If you want to go for the you know semi-realistic interpretation of these characters, then stick with that. And that means that you don't use, at least for the first movie, something so supernatural. Right. Or if you want to go straight up comic book, then just go straight comic book. So I yeah. think they were kind of teetering in between both trying to appease everybody. Mm-hmm. It didn't work as well as a Marvel movie, though. In Marvel, that's just because it just picks a lane and goes with it. Right. So It commits. And yeah, Marvel has more money to throw at it, too, than DC does. <laughs> I'm sure about that now, yeah. <laughs> but it didn't do so bad on opening night, over $20 million. That's not bad. So that's you probably going to track for a $90 million weekend, right? Yeah, and their budget was 175 so they got some work to do. But they'll definitely make it back. It's not going to be anything you know, that we're going to say... Look at the numbers. This was like one of the best movies of all time. Mm-hmm. We'll be lucky to hit five hundred million. Yeah, but I saw an article that said that if this is below seven hundred million, it'll be like it'll have to make seven hundred million to break even. I don't know what that means. Oh wow! So is the budget the budget number is just for production, or does that take into account the actors' salaries? I would too? think that would take into account the actors' salaries. That's what I would think too. But with you don't. Really, with those production budgets, you don't count advertising. I was going to say advertising probably a And they would advertising for a long time. Well, it got people out there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, those those bad reviews actually do turn people off. Mm-hmm. That, that makes the difference. I know for a lot of people out there, that makes the difference for a lot of people actually going to see the movie mm-hmm. versus waiting to see it at home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Sometimes there are movies that people know nothing about, and they'll say, wow, this got really good reviews. Maybe we should go see it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I think the critics really harmed really harmed them, but it's a fun movie. It's a fun time. It's a good two hours at the theater. I want to see it again. Um, I would have no problem paying for it again, but I'm not going to go see it immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted to see Star Wars, like, the day after. Right. I'm not going to do that. I'll probably wait a couple weeks. Just because we've been going to the theater quite a bit lately, a too. Mm-hmm. So, Past three weeks, man. New release movies. But I'm definitely not opposed to seeing it again. I think it's good. It's fun. It's uh, another chapter in the DC Universe. If you've been a fan of Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, this is right up your alley. And I was asked last night if if uh, if you need to watch Batman versus Superman to before you see this movie. And I said, no, you don't need to. But it would help. I mean... There's a couple scenes that tie indirectly to it. And they do make references about the fact that Superman is dead, Mm -hmm. you know, quote-unquote dead. Um, So, I mean, it just puts it in a better perspective and gives you the the timeline of everything. Um, But definitely not necessary. Mm -hmm. Not necessary at all. It wasn't even necessary for for Batman to be in it Mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, for Bruce Wayne to be in it in that mid-credits what do you think of that, by the way? The mid credit scene? Or do you not want to do you want to talk about do you want everybody to just stay and watch? Stay and watch the in credit the mid credit scene. There's nothing after the credits, but it's mid credits. Um well we're already doing spoilers anyway, so they've either already seen it or they don't care. Mm-hmm. So it's Bruce Wayne talking with Amanda Waller and he gives her a file and you you see the Enchantress, Barry Allen, and Arthur Curry. Which Barry Allen is a Flash, Arthur Curry is Aquaman. Mm-hmm. So, in a sense, I don't like that scene because it cheapens Batman's detective skills. Mm-hmm. Because Batman is the great detective. You know, originally he's the great detective. And here, he's getting these files from somebody else. He was already given the files from Luther, you know. I mean, he didn't do any detective 
real detective work to get them, honestly. Right. Luther did all that work. his power and his money to get it. Right. And so the same kind of thing is reflected here. So he's getting more information about these characters, right? I feel like it cheapens him as the detective, Mm -hmm. honestly. But in these movies, he's very rarely portrayed as as the great detective. He's just more portrayed as the vigilante, you know, as the knight. Um, So I guess that's par for the course for cinematic Batman anyway. But... It was fine. Um, I like the fact that they are tying in Justice League to it and that they're tying in all the C- uh, the DCEU together with it. Right. Um, this scene didn't harm the movie at all. It may have even helped it just a bit. It wasn't needed, though. It wasn't needed. Because at the end, he tells her, he's like, you know, you can just tell your team to go home or something because me and my friends are going to take care of it. Mm-hmm. Kind of already understood. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I, I do have one question for you. Maybe you know the answer. Why was the Enchantress in the same folder as Flash? Because she was Aquaman? a metahuman. Those, those are all just, just metahumans. Just the metahuman has nothing to do with the Justice League that they're putting right. together. So he's probably just looking for more information on these metahumans. I would have preferred to see Wonder Woman yeah. at that first slot. Well, I mean, he already has the information on her because he's, you know, chatting with her. Yeah. They're probably having dinner. You know, it would have been kind of cool to see her with him at that dinner. Yeah. I've been kind of neat a little, little stat, but... Yeah, and this, uh, Amanda Waller hints to the fact that she knows it. Oh, yeah, she knows. Batman. I mean, so Amanda again, Waller always knows everything. I mean, again, though, it kind of cheapens his 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 cover. Well, everybody knows who Batman is. Luther knew who Batman was. Yeah, I'm not so sure that I like that. Yeah. I mean, even though, even though it's really obvious to tell who he is sometimes... Mm-hmm. I just like the fact that they never acknowledged it in the Dark Knight trilogy, just by the select few. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like even even although Gordon, although like, when uh, when Robin figured out who he was because of a smile or something like that, I was like I know who you were. Oh yeah, way way back. Yeah, <laughs> back when you visited me as a kid, I saw it in your eyes. <laughs> yeah. So what? it's kind so it's kind of like so Gordon can't figure it out who's the really good you know until the very end. Bruce Wayne it just blows his mind. Yeah. <sighs> I, I'd rather just everybody just goes on set and just not acknowledge it because I just would assume that if there was some real vigilante in today's world, they would take Well, there was even, the, in The Dark Knight, the guy that knew Bruce Wayne was Batman because he he went through the books in Wayne Enterprises and mm-hmm. there was a whole plot about him being yep. exposed. I mean, no movie's infallible, right? Yeah. But... But all in all, though, again, it's a fun time. Uh, you will go. You will be entertained. You will laugh. They had a good... Ah, 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 ah. What do you think about the laugh that he does? I, I actually don't mind it at all. I actually think it's really funny. It's kind of like a, a wail a little bit, too, like a little bit of a wailing when he was lamenting the fact that Harley might have died or, you know, something happened. Like, ah. I mean, that's more of a... That's more of a Joker laugh to me, if I could pick one. I, I'd rather hear My that. My favorite is Hamlet, though. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do yeah. it. <laughs> I can't do his. But I'd so rather good. hear that than, like, some high-pitched cackle. Just just me. Yeah. But, uh, but it was did, a good movie. I did like the way he looked, though. He looked good. He looked all right. And the the tattoos didn't really do too much to detract from I thought it was funny the, the uh, that smile was tattoo funny. that he had uh-huh. on his hand though, and he used it uh-huh. that was funny so ladies and gentlemen that'll do it for this episode we just wanted to come and talk Suicide Squad with you Alex any final thoughts or are you good to go I'm good to go sir good to go you can find Alex on Twitter at D-O-U-E-1-H-1 same on Xbox Live you can find me on Xbox Live at Spider Jedi and on Twitter at Sith Nightmare 
The show is entertaining pod on Sith Night. The show is entertaining pod on Twitter. Changed it. <laughs> and then you can send us an email that's entertaining at gmail.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for listening. We hope that you have been entertained. Thank you.